show a breath test for smoking. The health watchdog NICE has come up with that idea to check for carbon monoxide at the first antenatal appointment. At the moment, an expectant mother would simply be asked by her doctor about smoking and the doctor would expect an honest answer, but this test could prove that she did smoke even if she denied it. The National Institute for Health and Clinical Excellence says the guidelines are not aimed at penalising smokers, but helping them to quit. But the Royal College of Midwives has criticised the plans, saying they are judgmental and would make women feel guilty. But is this necessary? Are people really still smoking during pregnancy, despite everything we know? Let's speak first to Nora Pierce, who's been a midwife for 15 years, works at Kingston Hospital in Surrey. And I suppose I should ask you first of all about what we do know, Nora, about the dangers. Um, the dangers of smoking, well, first of all, um, it can co cause um, an early miscarriage. So if it doesn't cause an early miscarriage and then, you, you know, the pregnancy continues, um, the, um, the detriment to the baby is that you can have um, a smaller baby, smaller birth weight. There is also a risk of premature delivery. And the toxins in the tobacco can affect the placental function, which could mean that you could get a placental abruption which would be devastating for the baby. I mean, if you didn't have a stillbirth, then the baby potentially um, could be brain damaged. So, um, and also afterwards, of course, um, there is a clear link between smoking and cotvets. You know, I mean, that is indisputable. We just got an email from somebody saying that their friend smoked all the way through pregnancy. Yeah. And the last line of the email was, but thank goodness the baby was born healthy. Mm -hmm. But I guess you can't be sure that uh, had they not been smoking, the baby might have been 15% more intelligent or something, I don't know. Yeah, who knows, who knows. And you'll all, I mean, you'll always get that. And my generation, I mean, I had my children in the 60s and 70s, and we all smoked and we all drank through pregnancy. And, and you'll always get that. And I'd say, oh, my kids, they're all all right. But you'll always get that. But you cannot dispute the research. You can't dispute it. I mean, it's not, well, we think this. This is something we actually know. We know that it does have a detrimental effect on the baby. So, Nora, Nora, you sit down with, with people who just discovered that they're mm. pregnant and you have this conversation with them, do you? Yes, we do. And actually, the mum being pregnant, um, it, is a, it really is a very powerful motivation um, that they do give up smoking once they find out that they're pregnant. But if a mum decides that she doesn't want to give up smoking for whatever reason, that's kind of that's kind of up to her, isn't it? And we don't know the pressures that that particular mother may well be under. And when I first heard that Nice wanted to do this, I actually I had a sharp intake of breath, and I thought I don't believe it because to me that's totally unnecessary. So if if we're booking, if I'm booking a mum. And I say, and it is one of the questions that we ask routinely, do you smoke? And she says no, and I go, well, I don't believe you, and I want you to, you know, blow into this. You know, what sort of relationship then do you have with the mother? So if the mum says, no, I don't smoke, and she does, she clearly does not really want to give up, does she? But if the mum says, well, yes, I do, we can then counsel her, and we can then point her in the right direction, you know, to stop smoking. But when, when you have a, a pregnant woman in front of you who says, mm. I smoke mm. and I'm going to keep smoking, mm. and you, you have to then say, I guess, well, do you mind me asking you why? What answer does she give you? Yeah, well, actually, if, she, if when the mum says, I'm going to continue smoking, we would then say, do you actually realise, you know, the risks associated with smoking? And then once she does realise the risks associated with smoking, 
she's an adult, I have to respect, you know, what she wants to do. But do you see her in front of you saying, okay, I know all that, I knew it before actually, and in truth, I enjoy cigarettes, so I'm yes. going to keep going. Yeah. She and, says that. I say to her, well, you are an adult, and that is your decision. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, kind of big brother. You know, with these, women do know, and, and to be fair, most women actually do, um, do give up smoking. It, it's very rare, actually, nowadays that, that women do continue smoking. Thank you, Nora Pierce, midwife for 15 years working at uh, Kingston Hospital in Surrey. Good to speak to you. So we're asking whether it is rare at the moment. Do you see women smoking while pregnant? And if you do, do you feel outraged? Do you say something? Or is it just something you expect to see now and again? In Swindon is Andrew Hill, hypnotherapist and counsellor. You've been treating some pregnant women, have you, Andrew? I certainly have, Jeremy, yes. And that's because they're just so desperate to stop. Well, absolutely, and I, I completely agree with the midwife we've just had on that, um, you know, most women obviously are adults. Um, they do realise the, the potential dangers uh, on those sort of rare occasions that they don't. Quite clearly, they're being educated. Um, but some people feel a massive conflict, you know, between that need to continue smoking and the other part that obviously uh, speaks to them as a mother that says, yeah, I need to give up for the benefit of my baby. And I guess that there is not a single pregnant woman who wouldn't want to give up if, if they could because uh, they appreciate the danger, but it is very, very addictive to back isn't it? Well, it's interesting. It's very interesting. Um, my, my, the first job I ever had when I graduated from university was as a medical representative of a pharmaceutical company. Uh, and most people will probably realise that the way that licensing works in this country for a pharmaceutical is if you can prove there is benefit above and beyond placebo, and then in turn it produces only minor side effects compared to the actual benefits you receive, you get a licence. And we talk a lot about replacing the nicotine in cigarettes with the nicotine, with nicotine replacement therapy, the patches, the, the gum, etc. Um, but the fact is, it only just about doubles your or chance of actually giving up smoking without a huge amount of willpower. So we're so this idea that it must be nicotine. But you can give people massive doses of nicotine, um, take away the cigarettes, but they'll still have that craving to continue, simply because it's become part of their emotional, habitual nature. So the lighting and the holding and the drawing are actually a big part of it. Well, that, that becomes ritualized in itself, but, but remember, it, it, it's, like, uh, it's like anything we acquire as a skill, we will find it difficult in the beginning, and most people when they start smoking don't dare to draw the smoking, they often actually cough, splutter, perhaps feel sick, the subconscious mind, trying to make them reject something which is effectively uh, alien to their bodies, but they feel a cultural need to smoke, and quite often that's because we want to be linked as young adults and teenagers to, to a larger group to, to, to feel part of something, so we persist and we persist, and after a long period of time, you know, we, we, we make that purely habit. So now there will be triggers in our environment. You know, the, the classic things like first thing in the morning or, you know, when I get into the car to drive the worthy, the coffee, etc. The times I feel stressed because the boss has wound me up, I need to actually take a break. And it becomes very indicative of, of, of all of these things. A, a lot of people feel disgusted seeing pregnant women smoke, maybe because we're much more sensorious, less tolerant than we used to be of smoking, but would the person themselves feel disgusted too? Well, to, to be quite frank, yeah, many of them do. They, they feel disgusted on the basis of, of knowing that they are, you know, doing something which, you know, is believed now to be taboo. We, we certainly do live, as you say, in a much more politically aware, politically correct uh, environment. And we are becoming, if you like, more parental or more judgmental towards other people. Um, but quite often, we forget the, the circumstances that perhaps this particular pregnant mother finds herself in. Uh, you know, the social circumstances, the, the background, her, her own, uh, her own perhaps even emotional, mental history, etc. Um, whereby 
why she perhaps actually begins to relate that cigarette to, to, to a coping mechanism. You know, as if I don't have this, how will I gain that relief of stress in my life? How will I overcome the anxiety? You know, particularly if you consider that maybe somebody who may be a single person um, looking after themselves, perhaps not living in the, in the best of social conditions and, and having so many other worries and concerns. Thank you very much indeed, Andrew Hill, hypnotherapist and counsellor. We're asking, is it really the case now, with all the anti-smoking stuff, that that many pregnant women still smoke during pregnancy? Have I 